Mason Miller is headed to the IL. Luis Medina is starting Thursday's game against the Texas Rangers. I'm going to get you all caught up with all of the injury news from the A's and uh, get you ready for Thursday's game against the Texas Rangers, as well as some takeaways from the Yankees series today on Locked on A's. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. For Locked On A's, stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 569 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's show, we're talking about Mason Miller going to the IL, Luis Medina coming up, some other moves that have also happened. Uh, Ramon Laureano is back, uh, things of that nature. And then we're going to also get you ready for tonight's game against the Texas Rangers. But before we get into anything, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off of your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on social media, at LOCKEDONAs on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news insight and analysis coming your way whenever A's news happens. It's at Inside the A's. And uh, last thing. Thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. So uh, if you're already on YouTube, make sure to just subscribe over there. Like and comment. That's how it helps the channel grow. And if you're listening to this in audio form, uh, hey, how's it going? Uh, there, there's a YouTube version of this as well. So you can see if the voice matches uh, what what you can see on the screen, um, which is fun. But we're, we're also available on all the podcast platforms, so check us out over there. But let's get to these A's roster moves and then get ready for Thursday's game against the Rangers. Uh, first up, Mason Miller headed to the IL. He got a second opinion from a doctor, and now the doctors are conferring, and uh, they're going to come up with uh, what, what to do next with Mason Miller. So uh, they, they Mark Kotze uh, talked to reporters. They did not have, uh, he, he did not have any further information. He's going to have more on Friday as to how Mason Miller is doing. What that means, no idea. But the first MRI said that there was no structural damage. So you got to believe that it's not like Tommy John, right? Right? It can't be Tommy John, right? Uh, so we'll, we'll know more uh, before Friday's game. And, you know, I'll, I'll tweet out the, the thing for that because I'll record uh, Friday's episode before game time and before, you know, Marcante talks to the media. So uh, we'll... We'll update you on social media, I suppose. Uh, Luis Medina is going to be called up. Well, actually, he's been called up. He's he's starting Thursday's game. He's already there. He's already at the ballpark getting ready to start against the Texas Rangers. Um, and his last outing in Las Vegas was actually just two-thirds of an inning. It was a bullpen outing. And uh, some people were like, oh, they're transitioning him to the bullpen. But uh, I, I looked at that and I was like, maybe he's just getting some work done because... I. It would be weird to just all of a sudden, after making his big league debut as a starting pitcher, have him make one more start and then transition him to the bullpen. That seemed odd. Uh, he didn't have a great start in that first start back in Las Vegas. It's hard to keep that intensity. But uh, my, my guess was, hey, it's a bullpen day for him. They, they had not enough arms and they were like, hey, can you, can you get us a couple of outs? And so we did that. And uh, he walked one, struck out one. That was his outing for Las Vegas out of the bullpen. 
Uh, because of that, Mark Kotze was asked, uh, so is he, like, opening today? Like, what what's the plan here? And uh, Luis Medina is at a, this is going to be a full capacity start for him. He is not an opener. This is a full start. Is he a part of the rotation? No. The rotation is fluid per Mark Kotze, so uh, that's where we are right now. Who knows what anybody's doing? Wonderful. Uh, the A's don't have a lot of, like, healthy pitchers that are on the 40-man roster that aren't already on the 26-man roster. So they're kind of like, a, let's figure this out, I guess. Uh, one guy that they also called up is Zach Neal. Uh, he was added to the roster. Uh, he's now on the 40-man roster because he's on the 26-man roster. Uh, and he was called up today in this flurry of moves. And he pitched for the A's in 2016 and 2017. He pitched in 30 games for the team. Uh, had 84 and two-thirds innings pitched. He totaled a 489 ERA. Uh, he signed with the A's in April of this year at, on a minor league deal. He's 34 years old. Um, so he signed a minor league deal with the A's uh, after having a little stint with the Dodgers, the Reds. He spent some time in Japan from 2019 to 2021. And then last year he was with the AAA team, the AAA affiliate of the Colorado Rockies. So he's he's been around a little bit since we last saw him. And he's been he's been all right, I guess. He hasn't been great. He has like a 556, I think, ERA this year in uh, three appearances. Two of those were starts for Las Vegas. Uh, he's going to be available in the bullpen. Um, his next scheduled start would have been either uh, today or tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, he's he's available. So we'll see how far Luis Medina goes and how how much they need an arm right there. So Zach Neal is, uh, I don't know, 80 pitches in the bank right now. That That's what the A's need. That's what the A's seem to be doing right now. Uh, they, they have, like, plans and then uh, what the pitchers are giving them and the pitchers are not giving them a lot of innings and a lot of consistency. So they're just like, I don't know, we need a fresh arm. Let's get somebody. And they can't just keep cycling guys in because you got to have it to make room on the 40-man roster. You got to DFA guys, and it's a whole process. So they're just going with like the same group of 20 guys. And uh, some of those guys are on the IL. Paul Blackburn being on the IL this entire season so far is not great. Uh, he is uh, throwing again. He's back. Uh, I think his wife gave birth. I, I didn't listen that far into the press conference. Uh, but he, he was back throwing. He'll, he's doing stuff again. So he's probably back at, like, square one. I think he needs, like, 35 pitches, and then he's going to go up to 50. And yada, yada, yada. He'll be ready in, like, a few weeks. A couple of weeks. Let's say a couple of weeks. Um, also, Manny Pena was transferred to the 60-day IL. Uh, I'm guessing that there's nothing new with that. Again, that was probably later on in the press conference, but I, I wanted to get recording because uh, there's a game coming. So Manny Pena transferred to the IL. Um, he was, he'd already missed a bunch of time, and so you just, you know, have that start date of the IL stint, and he probably wouldn't be ready by the time that the 60 days would be up anyway. So 60-day uh, IL stint probably doesn't mean a whole bunch for him, but could be wrong. I'll listen to the whole thing. I'll get back to you guys if that changes. Uh, also, Ramon Laureano has been cleared by Major League Baseball. This has happened about five minutes before Mark Kotze started talking to reporters. Uh, Mark Kotze cleared. He is available off the bench in tonight's game on Thursday, so that is good. Also, Seth Brown is going to be going to Las Vegas to start his rehab assignment on Saturday, and uh, the, the goal is to be is to get him up to nine innings. They, they want him to play a full game, and then uh, they'll call him back up, and we'll see what happens with the A's roster at that point. But uh, it, it's probably going to be about a week timetable is what Mark Kotze gave reporters. So uh, we'll see. We, we could see him soon. 
which would be fun. I'd like to see Seth Brown back in the lineup, uh, w- along with J.J. Bladey and Estee Ruiz and right now. The A's already have a good lineup, but adding Seth Brown could be a lot of fun, I, I gotta say. Uh, and also, Brent Rucker, obviously. Uh, where where does he fit? I have no idea. The A's, the A's have too many outfielders right now. Uh, also, Aledmus Diaz uh, could be returning on Sunday. Uh, he's been running for a couple of days. He's been feeling no no pain in his hamstring. He's been running just fine. So Sunday is a day that he could be returning to the A's roster. So we'll see what happens with that. But let's get on to this first game against Texas tonight. It's going to be Luis Medina against Nathan Eovaldi. And uh, <laughs> oh boy, I'm excited to watch Medina pitch because he has a lot of potential. Um, as we saw against the Angels, it he got he got smacked around a little bit. It wasn't great. He they were just hitting balls off him real real good. But hopefully he does okay in this one. Hopefully he just gives him five. If he goes five innings and gives up whatever runs, I don't care. Give me five innings out of Luis Medina. Give me a bunch of strikeouts and don't allow too many walks. Two walks, five innings. I don't care about the rest. Give me that. I will be happy with Luis Medina at the end of the night. Uh, but. Nathan Eovaldi, he is on a tear right now. On the season, he he is 4-2 with a 322 ERA. Good stats. Good stats. Uh, He also, uh, in his last two starts, has not allowed a run. And he's thrown 17 innings. He's thrown a complete game and then also eight innings. That doesn't happen anymore. Nathan Eovaldi is a unicorn in baseball in 2023 in two starts. Uh, He's allowed eight hits in those 17 innings, walked two, struck out 13. He is throwing the ball good. So that should be fun. Fun, fun game for the A's. Uh, Hopefully the the bats do a little bit. We'll see. Uh, Also, his hard hit rate which is, you know, uh, 95 miles an hour or harder, uh, is in the 37th percentile. So when guys make contact, he's he's getting hit hard, but also his average launch angle is 2.9 degrees. So they're not hitting it well. They're hitting it into the ground generally. And uh, you, you got, you know, you got Marcus over there. You got some guys that can play some defense on the infield. and uh, It's leading to a lot of outs. And so that sucks. Uh, he's also not issuing walks. So coming by... Uh, you know, runners on base is going to be tricky for the Oakland A's in this one. Maybe Estee Ruiz can, you know, do a, do a little Ricky run kind of thing like he's done a couple of times this season. Get on base, uh, walk, I don't know, hit my pitch. Get on base and then steal three bags, and including home. Uh, that That is how the A's can score a couple of runs tonight. And let's see if they can hammer out a couple of dingers too. Um, the A's are to have a chance in this game. And I know that the A's are not a good team. But to have a chance in this game, they have to take advantage of every opportunity that they are given against Nathan Eovaldi tonight because uh, he is throwing the ball real, real good, and he's not going to just be walking, guys. Uh, he's got like a 110 uh, whip, and that's that's pretty solid. So uh, that is, that's the game for tonight. Uh, the Texas Rangers are a very good baseball team this year, uh, better than people expected, and I don't know that uh, the, the 2023 Oakland A's are going to be the ones that knock them off that perch. So, uh, yay. Anyways, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Kyle Muller and J.J. Bladé and their outings in New York. Coming up in just one second. 
Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all these sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. I like just browsing and you have to see what's around and be like, hey, do I want to go to this? Because they have the quick and easy and cheap tickets, actually, over at the on the GameTime app. And I thoroughly enjoy that. Uh, download it, just play around with it. it Buy some tickets, don't buy some tickets, have some fun with the Game Time app and you will find something that interests you because they got everything on this app. It is the place for last minute deals. Forget planning like months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. What else could there be? But there's more! more events that you can go see. The game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So you can snag tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on MLB for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on MLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The A's are taking on the Rangers all weekend long. There's a Groot bobblehead as well, but that doesn't matter for this one because you can catch all of the action over on the SiriusXM app. All you got to do is search athletics in the app. And uh, you can listen to the hometown broadcast through the SXM app. Uh, it's a great way to just catch some A's baseball on the go. But also, uh, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to your podcast. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way. Whatever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. That's at Inside the A's on Twitter or SI.com slash MLB slash athletics but let's talk a little bit about the Yankees sweep of the A's I didn't get to record yesterday my my kid is going through a sleep regression he's going through a leap he's teething it has been miserable here at the Burke compound <laughs> he is going through his big emotions of late and uh it's been a dickens of a time let's just say that <laughs> but so let's talk about the Yankees series real quick I got some thoughts you want to hear them I've got them here we go. Um, Kyle Muller on Wednesday didn't have a great outing overall, overall, but I was encouraged by what I saw from him. Uh, Kyle Muller went four innings, gave up five hits, six earned runs, walked three, struck out six. Um, let, let's talk about three of those runs. Three of those runs came on uh, what was deemed by Would It Dong. That is an automated bot that determines whether or not a ball would be a home run in all of the parks, especially like home run balls. Um, and th they called this one a unicorn. It would have only been a home run in Yankee Stadium. It is a unicorn. And, and that home run by Harrison Bader also needed fan interference to clear the wall. That is some crap. Wasn't a fan of that call. Real weird when you can just send it to New York to review a replay. And all of a sudden, Yankees got three runs on the board. When it was very clear that it was fan interference, there, the fan's glove was above J.J. Bladet's glove. And uh, MLB was like, meh, who cares? Three runs for the Yankees. For for Slytherin. Let's just say it's for Slytherin. Um, but I do want to say, he, he did go out for the fifth in this game. And that may have been like the, I know that you want to get 
deep into games with your starters. I understand that. But Kyle Muller has really struggled the third time through the order. He went out for that fifth, gave up a double to Judge, a single to Rizzo, got pulled. Both those runs came around and score. Uh, he threw five pitches. He finished at 87. I know that you want him to get to 100, and he was only at 82 at that point. That makes sense, but the numbers for first, second, and third time through the order, uh, you got to have a tighter leash with Cal Muller, at least right now. At, it's obviously a learning season, and you got to you know, let him go. It's not like wins matter necessarily, but, oh boy, this game was still close, and he pitched well. Let him leave with... The, the good thing that he did, as opposed to adding a couple of more runs to his to his ledger, that didn't that's not fair. Um, yeah, but I, he did settle in very nicely. I, I want to say after that unicorn fan interference home run in the first, he gave up four runs in the first and then he went two, three, four. I think he gave up one hit. He was, he was very, very good in those next three innings after kind of getting screwed on a call and then you know, being behind. He he went out there and he pitched very, very well. I was encouraged by that. And then he went out for the fifth and uh, had two base runners. And then this came around to score. So that was great, I guess. Uh, first time through the order, he in 15 and two-thirds innings pitched, he has a 172 ERA. He's allowed three walks, 13 strikeouts, and uh, that has a 274 on-base percentage against. It's not, those are good numbers. First time through the order, he's solid. He's solid. Second time through the order, gets a little bit more dicey. Uh, but if you combine the two, he's like league average, I would I would guess. I didn't run those numbers. I guess he's a roughly league average. Second, you know, first and second time combined, decent. Because uh, he's thrown 12 and a third innings pitched. He has a 730 ERA. He's allowed 10 walks, which is where he's getting into trouble because that's almost a walk per inning. Uh, he's allowed seven K or he's gotten seven Ks and that's a much lower strikeout rate. And he also has a 435 on base percentage against, and that's really high. You don't like that. Um, you don't like that for all you wrestling fans. <laughs> uh, and then third time through the, through the order, he hasn't done this very much. So they, they, they know the numbers because... He's only thrown six innings third time through the order. And uh, he has an 18 ERA with five walks in six innings. He struck out one in six innings. And he has a 605 on base percentage against. That's really high. So maybe don't let him let him go two times through and then just pull him. Have him do okay. I, I know that he's not going to be giving you all the pitches. I I may have to ask him about this when I go to the game on Saturday and uh, figure out, like, hey, what's the best approach here? Is it just, like, you getting better, or would you like to have, like, some confidence at some points? I don't know. That'd be weird. I don't know. Just a thought process. I don't know. But uh, I thought that he did okay for those two, two uh, second, third, and fourth inning. He was pretty good. I want to talk to him about that. Like, what, what was his mindset? Well, like, what did he do? to go out there and do that, and then what changed in the fifth. Because um, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. Uh, also, quick note, uh, last episode, I think, I don't know, I record a lot of these. One of the last couple of episodes, I talked about J.J. Blade and him basically hunting fastballs. His home run on Wednesday came on a fastball, but he also didn't see that many fastballs in this game. That was uh, the only at-bat 
that he saw fastballs in, uh, and it was, uh, I think he got four fastballs in the same at bat from the same pitcher, Diego Garcia. And, uh, two of those were called, were, uh, balls. One of them was a called strike. Fourth one was, uh, deposited over the, over the fence. So, uh, don't throw him that many fastballs. If you want to get him out, that seems like a bad idea. Um, I, I am intrigued to see if he, he sees more breaking pitches and more off-speed. I believe that uh, they were t- attacking him more with change-ups. Maybe that was just the pitchers that were throwing. So something to keep an eye on moving forward. But uh, yeah, fastball hunter, J.J. Blade, he's, he's having a really good start to the season, honestly. Uh, he's only been here for about a week. He's hitting 379. He's got three doubles, three home runs. He's solid. He's solid. Um, I, I'm very happy that I said that he would be good when they traded AJ Puck for him. So, uh, that's good. Uh, anyways, coming up, we're going to talk about Jordan Diaz and the swing change that he seemingly has made. Again, something I got to talk to him about. Um, and why he had, maybe not why he had, but he had three dingers. Let's talk about it, you guys. Today's episode is brought to you by So Rare. Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans and owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. I asked some guys uh, in the Locked On group chat, and I was like, how do I do better at this game? And they told me how, and I'm going to be getting more cards uh, for free. I, I, I mean, they just... You play the miners portion of So Rare, you get rewarded cards. And so I'm excited to get a new common card that I can insert into my lineup. I've got Bryce Harper. I've got Esteiri Ruiz. Uh, who else do I have? I, I, I got Shohei Otani. I've got some nice players on my team. It's an okay team. It's not a top-ranked team. But I want to get there because this game is fun. It's kind of hands-off. You, you set your lineup, you forget about it, and then you get cards. You get cards, and it's a lot of fun. I'm thoroughly enjoying playing this so far. Um, so head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. I also have, like, Marcus Semien and Jonah Heim and uh, Brock Burke, uh, whoever the reliever is for the Rangers, because uh, the Rangers are going to do bad things to the A's this weekend. So I stocked up on them. SoRare.com. Yeah. <laughs> the A's are playing the Rangers this weekend. And if you listen to the last ad, uh, I'm not expecting great things. But if you want to still listen to the hometown broadcast, you can download the SiriusXM app. Just download the SXM app in your app store or wherever you get your apps. And uh, search for athletics once you download the app. And you can listen to the hometown broadcast and watch or listen to the A's take on the Rangers all weekend long. Also, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to your podcast. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way whenever A's news happens. It's at Inside the A's. All right, so let's talk about Jordan Diaz's three home run game on Tuesday. I know it's been a couple of days, but with the the weird start times, uh, and by weird I mean morning start times here on the West Coast, uh, it it makes it weird to record things. So um, Jordan Diaz, he hit three home runs on Tuesday. What a feat. What a feat. He grew up watching 
games, not in Yankee Stadium, but at Yankee Stadium. And that is cool um, because, you know, it, it. everybody says it's the mecca of baseball. I have not been. Sounds like a fun time. Uh, granted, the, the old stadium sounded like a better time, but still, oh well. Uh, per Sarah Lang's MLB.com uh, researcher, uh, Jordan Diaz is the third rookie in A's history with a three-home run game. Mark McGuire is the last one to do it. He was he was really good. He did a lot of great things. He did that on June 27th, 1987. And then before him, Mickey Cochran. Mickey Cochran, May 21st, 1925. That's almost 100 years ago, you guys. That's, that's a, a century of A's baseball. Three times it has been done. Three times. So pretty good time. Uh, Cochran. He's a, he's a Hall of Famer. He won the World Series three times. He won the MVP twice. And then Mark McGuire was Mark McGuire. He uh, had the most home runs in baseball for a season for uh, a minute there um, until other people that were also doing things um, broke that record. So um, Mark McGuire, also a person. And good time. Good, good time. He had a good career. He had a good career. He may be in the Hall of Fame one day. We'll see. That's for a different discussion. <laughs> uh, but Diaz, for me, I, I, I wrote about this in January over at Inside the A's, and it seems like, uh, you know, he's he's got a little bit more power. And by a little bit more, he had zero home runs last year. And this year, he has four in roughly the same amount of playing time. Um, his average exit velocity is also up from 86.9 to 89.7. Uh, in 51 plate appearances in 2022, he had uh, a 260 or 265 batting average, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, a 294 on base and a 621 OPS. That's in 51 plate appearances in 2022. In 46 plate appearances in 2023, he had a 267 batting average, so two points higher. Not a, not a big difference there. Two points higher. Uh, at 283 on base, that's 11 points lower in on base because he's not walking a lot. Uh, but he also has almost 200 points in, uh, in OPS. He has an 839 OPS. An 800 OPS is solid. That is a solid OPS from a second baseman? Heck yeah, take that. Jordan Diaz, is uh, he's adding layers to, to his onion mix. I like it. But uh, I, I really wanted to talk about just some of the he's basically sacrificing a little bit of contact is something that he's doing um his strikeout rates this season is 28.6 and that's uh that's high for him that's high for a big leaguer not necessarily high for all big leaguers it's a little high uh and last year in you know his similar sample size it was at 13.7 he was just he would hit it where it was pitched and now he is hitting it over the wall He's kind of waiting for a pitch. He's doing that a little bit more. Um, and so that's that's something that's very intriguing to me. Is this going to keep happening or is this a small sample size? Let's find out. Uh, his launch angle is up from negative 4.8 degrees. So that's in the ground uh, to 14.3. That's a line drive. He's doing good things. He's still just 22 years old. He's still got a lot of room to grow. Uh, but for the people that are on YouTube, and I apologize if you're uh, you know doing this just via audio, uh, but I, I have a couple of stills that I wanted to show you guys um, just to show you th the leg kick that he is introducing here. Uh, the first one is from an Angels game. Uh, this is Patrick Sandoval pitching uh, last year against Jordan Diaz, and you can see that his his toe is basically still on the ground as he's going for this ball. Uh, the ball ends up on the you know outside of the strike zone, away from him, and he still swings at it, uh, but that is... 
in watching a bunch of his swings, generally what he was doing is not generating a lot of power in his lower half. Uh, he was, you know, kind of just, he, he wanted to get his hands to where the ball was going to be. He wasn't trying to generate a lot of power. He was trying to essentially uh, just put, make contact, which we saw with his contact, with his strikeout rate right there. Uh, but this is uh, a still from the third home run that he hit against the Yankees on when, or Tuesday. And as you can see, that leg is up. It is up. It's like at his knee is at his waist. That is a, a big, pronounced leg kick. And I think that that is something that uh, we're seeing from him that is generating some of that power that we're seeing. Um, yeah, obviously, he has four home runs. He hit home runs in the minor leagues, too. Uh, how, how much of that was aided by Las Vegas? Hard to say. But that is something that I've noticed. And I'm not a big swing swing change guy at all, but that is a, that's a big difference that I that I happened to stumble upon. And there you go. I think that that is what we're seeing. I'm going to ask him about it a little bit on Saturday and, uh, you know, get some more insight as to what his approach was. Was it his idea? Was it the A's idea? What's going on here? Um, so I thought that that was all very interesting. And last thing on Jordan Diaz here is with that added power and his ability to make contact, he can go back and forth, I think. Um, I think that all three of those pitches were on uh, sweepers or sliders as well. I think two were on sweepers, one was on a slider. So maybe he's just hunting breaking pitches. And uh, that, that's his thing. But uh, he's still just 22 years old. And if he can add a little bit of just walkability, if he can get on base via the walk a little bit, um, he could be a, like a real menace to pitchers. If he can get on base at like a 360 clip and hit, I don't know, 265, 280, somewhere in there. And then also club 15 to 20 homers. That's a very productive player. And we also are seeing uh, the makings of a pretty good defensive second baseman. I, I saw one play live where uh, there was a runner on first, it was a grounder to him, and he charged it, tagged the runner out going to second base, and then threw over to first. And that is a play that Jordan Diaz does not make last year. And so we're seeing him make a lot of progress. I'm excited to see what the future holds for Jordan Diaz. I know that as somebody was trolling, was like, oh, let's calm down. Uh, his his on-base is still just 283. I'm like, yeah, it's a work in progress. He is 22 years old. He is not a finished product. He is just adding new layers all the time. I'm excited to see what other layers are in store. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for making the Lockdown A's your first listen of the day. We're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. Uh, for you everydayers, tomorrow we're going to get you ready for the rest of the Rangers series. We're going to talk about the uh, the expiring uh exclusive agreement for the A's to negotiate with Howard Terminal that is uh, expiring at midnight, I believe. So that should be over by the time uh, we talk tomorrow. So that'll be fun. Um, and then some other ballpark news. I'm sure that there will be more because it's another day that ends in Y and the A's are wild. Uh, so we're going to talk about all of that on tomorrow's show. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.